Hey everyone, this is Blue Jays, host of NFT Hype. NFT Hype covers the hottest projects in the NFT world. Get to know their communities and brings you down the rabbit hole of non-fungible tokens. We are sponsored by CryptoSlam. Are you an NFT collector? See where you stand on CryptoSlam.io. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Uh, today on the show we have Jeff from Axie Infinity, or G-Hose as the community knows him. Check out our preview. I think like eventually what we want is, you know, uh, for Axie to be kind of this internet battle monster protocol that anyone can build on top of. Enjoy the show. Welcome, Jeff. And uh, welcome, Big Mike. How are you guys doing this uh, beautiful spring morning? Yeah, thanks for having me. No, I'm, I'm super excited to be here. And uh, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing well. Yeah, it's been another amazing morning here in Costa Rica, so can't complain. Need to get uh, get myself set up so I can show you what's going on over here. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, Mike's in paradise in Costa Rica, and I'm in Canada, and Jeff is in the Maldives right now. So we are a triumvirate of global travelers, and uh, we, we're, we're spanning the globe to bring to you today a discussion about Axie Infinity, and probably also just kind of like a generic, where is the industry going? Uh, I think um, Jeff has probably been around earlier than we have, Jeff. Like, I think I jumped into the NFT market last year, early last year. Mike around probably even a bit earlier than that. Um, but I've been making NFTs for quite a while, like since Wax started and, and they gave us the opportunity to, so... It's been a little, like a couple of years at least, but I, I haven't had a chance to really jump into the ETH community yet. So that's kind of my next foray, I think. Oh, good. Yeah, and we were just talking about breaking barriers down and, and uh, also uh, expanding our horizons when it comes to technology. I think it's at the end of the day, it's NFTs or NFTs, right? So um, yeah, welcome guys. Welcome, Jeff. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about Axie Infinity and what it is that you guys are doing there. So you have the opportunity to explain to, not myself, I'm, I'm a little bit more familiar with the project, but Mike's a total noob. So yeah, uh, yeah. Let's, let's do Axie Infinity 101 for a couple of minutes. Yeah, sure. So Axie is a virtual world on the, uh, full of these really kind of fierce but cute fantasy pets. On the surface, it's about battling, collecting, uh, you know, even kind of building a city or a base on top of land. Um, but I think what we're seeing, right, so, 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 you know, similar to something like Pokemon or Tamagotchi and maybe even Clash of Clans um, or Animal Crossing. Um, but what we're seeing is that because we use blockchain to make the uh, in-game economy open um, and controlled by the players, it allows for these really interesting behaviors to emerge where the players really feel like they're in control of the ecosystem, that they're owners of the game. And so, you know, the way that I think of Axie, it's, you know, it's not just one game, it's an entire universe of games built on top of the, this amazing art, um, but it's not just a game, it's more than a game, it's in some ways a nation or a civilization where people are making complex social structures, guilds, but these guilds, you know, in some cases have guild banks that are made of real, you know, comprised of real cryptocurrency. 
um, you know, sports with competitive play. Um, and then, yeah, you know, I think also just, um, you know, a, a real economy with, you know, full digitally native property rights. So a metaverse yeah. essentially. So does, does Axie run strictly on Ethereum or do you guys have second layer stuff too going on? Like, how does that work? Because I know yeah, so right now we're, mm-hmm. yeah, so right now we're painful. in a transitionary <laughs> period where, so we, you know, uh, I guess just a little bit of background on myself and Axie. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I got interested in crypto basically through NFTs. Um, I had like a very small amount of ether. Um, and then on December 4th, 2017, I learned about CryptoKitties and, uh, you know, got just kind of fell down the rabbit hole and you thought that NFT games would be the future. And uh, yeah, kind of met the early Axie team and, and I started out as a community member and things kind of really snowballed from there. Um, so yeah, you know, a lot of my early days it was very Ethereum focused and, you know, I also got interested in DeFi and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, Axie was, you know, and the, um, Ethereum is our first home. I think of it as like the hyperbolic chamber. <laughs> it's like conditions are rough. Uh, there's a lot of like, you know, uh, force pushing down on you, constri- in some ways constraining your growth, but also in some ways making you stronger and more resilient. Um, so, yeah, you know, so right now we have kind of a hybrid system where axes are still living on Ethereum. Um, but we have land and land items um, that are on Ronin, which is a uh, an Ethereum sidechain um, that we've built ourselves and we've customized this, customized it specifically for NFTs. And so yeah, and then the idea is to eventually migrate almost basically all activity uh, onto Ronin, um, the sidechain. Um, so you know that's slated for later later this year. Um, I think you know, hopefully uh, Q two. And, and how do you do that with the original tokens? Do you guys have like an escrow contract where you move them over or are you going to like burn them and remint them on Ronin? Or, and then how do you view like uh, original assets on ETH being transferred to different side chains um, in that manner where they're destroyed and then recreated? Yeah, I think I think that's a good uh, it's it's a it's a good question. I think it's it's a tricky Mike, thing. Mike just think... goes straight. He he cuts the bullshit and he just goes. Straight. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think I think it's I think NFTs right are about social consensus, um, right? So if the community is okay with the plan, um, then then I think it works, right? And uh, so the value is the value in the NFTs is in the utility and then the social uh, kind of social leverage that exists within the community. Um, so yeah, basically what we'll do is uh it's kind of yeah it's kind of like a hard fork where you know that the basically the axie tokens on ethereum um won't like open the axie marketplace won't be like displaying them anymore right and um so it's like they're kind of being forked over to to ronin uh so yeah it's 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 gonna it's a i think it's gonna be a really cool uh, event and people are super excited about it um, so yeah, I think the, the, the consensus within the Axie community is that, you know, everyone is down for it and I'm uh, really excited about How it. Do you, so I, I love the idea. I love what you guys are doing. Um, I actually own some land. Uh, I, and I've been trying to get more, but, uh, the prices have been going up, but, uh, the, how do you, how do you measure that consensus? How do you, how do you get that consensus? How, is there some sort of a DAO or is there some sort of uh, voting or how is that managed right now? Or what, the, what are the future plans for that? 
Yeah, so so we do have an uh, a governance token called Axis or AXS, and I think you know in the future you know we can definitely uh, use it to you know for for certain votes and for you know sentiment measurement. Um, right now, a lot of it is I think you know talking to the community leaders and um, you know there are only around thirty thousand right like people who own Axes, and um, so yeah. I think you know it's, it's kind of you know it's kind of easy. To, to measure the sentiment of you know the people that we know who are I think like you know have a lot of social clout within the within the community as well, and and then also the people you know they're kind of delegate in some ways like delegates right there's you know there are people who kind of represent the Philippines right informally um, but you know are kind of our ears eyes and ears down there and you know so uh, yeah. So I, I think it's really interesting. I mean, I, I think we believe in like progressive decentralization where, you know, we do want a core team uh, building, uh, you know, Axie out and um, building out the tools and, you know, getting it to a place where eventually, you know, user generated content can kind of take over, right? So I think like eventually what we want is, you know, uh, for Axie to be kind of this internet battle monster protocol that anyone can build on top of. Um, but if we try and be that right now, it's not going to work, um, right? So there has to be, I think, uh, this kind of optimization between, um, you know, having having someone, having people kind of fully focused on driving that forward. Yeah, there's a couple things there. First thing I want to ask is like, so you mentioned 30,000 people. What are the demographics of, of that? Where are they based? Uh, the geography? Uh, what kind of people play Axie? Yeah, so I think there there are two main archetypes of users right now. One of them, which I you know I think is very unique to Axie, are uh, people who have never used blockchain before that have found out about Axie because of the play to earn phenomenon. Right? They they hear from their friend that hey, they're playing this Pokemon, this game that kind of looks like Pokemon, and it's kind of also like similar to Hearthstone in some ways. But the but you know so it's it's fun. But also, they're able to earn some money, right? Because we we have uh, different tokens that you can earn by playing the game, such as SLP, which is basically an in-game resource that's tokenized. The only way you can earn it is by playing the game, and the only way you can get it is if you, if you don't want to play the game, or you know you don't have the time to get farm so much of it, is by buying it on either Binance or Uniswap. And then we have also have, of course, Axis governance token, which is uh, given out as in more complex ways, but one of them is, for example, by being at the top of the leaderboard. Um, so basically this, this idea of play to earn has uh, really struck a nerve and I think it's gone viral in certain places um, like the Philippines, Indonesia, Venezuela, where you know it, people earning, who are able to earn 10 bucks a day playing Axie, right? That's, um, you know, that's, that's amazing supplementary income. And in, in, some, in, some, in some places, right, it's like, um, yeah, something that you can live off of. So that's one archetype of user. And there are like amazing guilds that are cropping up like Yield Guild, YGG is basically a, a metaverse guild uh, with the goal of onboarding uh, people from the developing world into uh, play to earn blockchain games or play to earn NFT games. And so that, that's one archetype. And then the other archetype are the collectors, right? Um, there are more, but the collectors and the, they may be right content creators. They might be developers. 
Um, so these, the, you know, oftentimes the collectors also have some kind of skill um, that, you know, they might, so they'll, they'll acquire some of the really rare axes like mystic axes, origin axes, or have a lot of land, and then they'll kind of work for the network um, by, you know, creating content, YouTube tutorials, streaming, building Axie fan sites, right? So we have things like Axie Zone, Axie World, uh, which are fan sites that are you know, pretty crucial uh, to the network where, you know, people are using them to figure out the battle meta or looking at uh, data related to the blockchain um, activity. So, so yeah, I think those, you know, that's, that's kind of an overview. And then there are people who kind of blend the archetypes, right? There are some people who are also super focused on just the PVP aspect of it and winning the rewards, winning, uh, you know, tournaments. Um, they also happen to oft oftentimes be like content creators and are able to become content creators because people want to know you know, what their secrets are. Yeah. So on the, like, that sounds awesome. The reason why I updated my, my background image to a huge black hole, because there's all these black hole type games in, in the NFT space. And they're just these huge economies and huge uh, communities that are just soaking up a lot of people's time and, and making it fun. Really. Isn't that, isn't that what it's about? Just making, making life fun. Right. Yeah, for sure. How do you guys, like, do you guys have a way to reward content creators or do you have a plan for doing that going forward with that perhaps? Yeah, so we do have an ecosystem fund. It's worth about $70 million right now. Um, and we haven't really started to deploy it. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, something that, you know, we're, we're actually, you know, kind of thinking about how to basically best use uh, those funds, those tokens. It's all an access denominator and access tokens. Right now, so far, it's like the main way that people do it is they kind of, create their own incentivization, right? So they will acquire their own stake in Axie either by, you know, getting that the governance token, um, you know, buying it and oftentimes, or, you know, you know, collecting some of the super rare Axies. Um, but I think, yeah, in order to get this to the next step, I think, you know, it's important to have some type of grant system, um, some sort of kind of systematic and also well-formatted and well-formulated way of, getting, you know, attracting new builders to the ecosystem. Obviously, it is a optimization where, right, like the people doing things now, you know, we can kind of see that, hey, these are visionaries, they're, or, uh, you know, they're, they're not, they're not mercenaries, right? They're not just doing it just for money. And also, I think it does make sense. It, it good things also happen when people are, have uh, can justify, for example, to their wives and, um, you know, being able to spend more time as a content creator. So, or, so or even just the, like uh, being able to continue the content creation that you've already done because of the love of it, but it's nice to actually have some incentivization. Like you said, like maybe my wife is not super happy that I spent. Yeah, exactly. I think that, and that's the way that I always, see. I'm married now. So I always know about like, <laughs> I know about like, oh, like wives don't like it when you waste time. So that's kind of the way that I look at it is okay. Like, you know, we want to basically have the people who would be doing this out of, you know, out of joy and because they believe in the long-term vision, we also want to allow them you know, more flexibility and the ability to kind of justify spending more time without feeling like, uh, you know, yeah. And then a lot of them probably just re reinvest that right back into the ecosystem anyway, right? So. Yeah, Mike, you're all about this. Uh, you're all about this kind of model. You think you're doing it for, you're, you're part of a couple metaverses, right? Uh, how does, how does this uh, compare, you think, now that you're learning about it? 
It sounds very similar. I mean, I mean, all these things, and even, you know, even change, it's like, you just have to incentivize the people that are working on it, essentially, like, so, yeah, it seems like that this is definitely a model, like a good, a good model and a good way to go to kind of move. This is also forward. why, this is also why distribution is so important for crypto networks. So I think like so far, uh, Axie has gotten by in terms of its community by having good distribution, right? Like everything we've had good Genesis events, right? Like where, okay, like, um, you know, the, it, it also helps to be building throughout a bear market, right? It's like the, the, the people who have the majority of the assets, like they're not in it for a quick right. flip, right? That's they're, a good point. Be, so it's actually, it's actually much harder to do these great distributions to missionaries during bull markets. Um, mm -hmm. Right. So it's, it's always the best communities are formed when things are not so easy. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a, that's a super power. point. Like, I, I think that's that's coming to life right right now. A lot of the mainstream folks are coming in and looking for possibly investment opportunities. But this is kind of like more than that. This is building out an infrastructure. It's building out a community, right? Some some of those mainstream people that are coming, about maybe twenty percent of them, or maybe a little bit less. You know, they are missionaries too. They will, but you know, they'll need to basically stick around for. Uh, right so it's like the one the, the ones that are coming in and you know when when things aren't just like mooning all the time uh but you know the, the ones who kind of stick around you know who are in it you know at least a little bit or at least kind of maybe 50 percent for the technology you know those are the ones that um you know i, I think you know will will stick around i mean because also even within the axie community there are people who you know they're super ogs within the axie community but in 20 in early 2018, they were pretty new to crypto, but you know they were good cultural fits, I think, for the community, for the movement, for the ethos. So even though they were really early in 2018, they stuck it out through the bear market, and then now all of a sudden they're an NFT OG, like, and you know everyone's like, oh, like how, you know, I wish you're so lucky, right? These people weren't lucky, like they went through no, a lot of hard times. They were persistent. They were, I mean, that's what I found too, is that bear markets just shake out, take the tree, right? And and the, the lower end projects that aren't doing anything or aren't actually incentivizing their users to, to use a product or to, to support them. It's, it's, all, it's away, about belief right? too, right, Mike? Like you got to believe in, in, in what you're doing and what you're spending your time on and yep. believe in the 100%. technology. You're in it for the technology. I know everyone makes fun of that, but uh, I think it... it uh, there's a little bit more to be said for the people who stick through a bear market. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Tell us um, a little bit, Jeff, about uh, Sky Mavis. They're the developers of the game, uh, and some of the partnerships that you guys have uh, have secured and are working with um, these partners on, and what you guys are working on. Yeah, so basically, Sky Mavis are, among other things, the core developers of Axie Infinity. We also are building different tools to make it easy to build and uh, distribute blockchain games. One of them is Ronin. One of them is something called Ronin, uh, Mavis Hub, which is basically kind of like a Steam right? or an uh, Epic Game Store uh, for blockchain games. And so that's, you know, so that's, that's Sky Mavis. And yeah, we're, you know, we're headquartered in Vietnam. We have around 30, you know, pushing 30 people on the team right now. Um, yeah, I think in the, you know, we see ourselves as hopefully in the future, one of many teams that will be working with the Axie IP. 
And we also we are excited to start onboarding you know, traditional game developers, maybe indie or even AAA. And we know that blockchain gaming makes sense, that NFTs make sense. We've gone through the process. We've been using them for three years to bootstrap a community and kind of build uh, you know, this is this amazing thing. So, you know, we've, we've gone through the process and we think we feel like we have so much to share and we also have the tools um, that are, you know, the tools necessary for other game developers to go through the process. So I think a lot of, yeah, indie game developers who, you know, they, they might be unsure of how to actually bootstrap a community and, you know, get, incentivize a community of kind of fanatic users to try out and test the test their games um and then also yeah just you know i think you know larger game studios that are looking for new monetization paths also ways to turn their users into super fans right and i think all game studios have that desire to turn their players into something more and so yeah i, I think how, how would topic. How does a, a indie uh, game studio or an established game studio build on top of Axie? How does that work? Yeah, so you know, I think there are two tracks that game developers will go through in the future. One of them is okay; they might have really established IP, a community already, and you know, so that in, the, in those case, in that case, they might be you know good for using Ronin, good for using our marketplace, um, and you know, we can or maybe even instating a governance token, right? It's like one of the things is that we're the first game really to kind of have this, gov the, have this governance token that will allow the community to actually own the game. I think that's gonna be a super important trend in the future as well. So I think that's one, one track, right? It's like not really using Axie, but using Ronin, using uh, our tools. But then there's, there, there are, there's another track where, you know, you, you might have be a really great game developer, um, but you don't necessarily have a, team you don't have a great ip or art right in that case you know you could you know use you know we you know help them basically use the axi art use the axi ip um, we'll have a sdk for them which is basically just what we're using internally but it'll be kind of made open source uh, for developing stuff on top of axi so i think those are two really exciting tracks um yeah. the second the second track is that kind of like so there's battle arena but you, they would probably develop out, I don't know, something else. Uh, yeah. So, so right now there's Battle Arena. We're building land, right? Land is kind of similar more to like Rise of Kingdoms. Um, but we also want, <laughs> land is also kind of as interesting in that, okay, there will be games built on top of land that use the land, like something like Rise of Kingdoms, like a, basically an MMO, RTS. We also want land to be a meta layer, right? That's more open where people can just go and explore and then discover other, you know, experiences. So yeah, I think, you know, these, these other developers, they might build, you know, you know, kind of mini games that are accessible through land, or they might build their own applications as well. I think it's, you know, it can be super flexible. Do landowners like get a cut or something, or is it just that they own that NFT and then that's um, kind of in perpetuity? Yeah, so so landowners have access to a couple of things, right? There's, uh, you know, the ability to build stuff and you know potentially advertise things on their land, and there's also, 
we we have a budget of um, access, which is basically reserved. It's called the play to earn allocation, which is basically reserved for distribution through the game. So you know, one of the ways that we'll distribute that um, is through the land game, right? So the resource nodes, for example, they they're not just creating in game normal resources. You know, some of them will be uh, basically ERC twenty tokens. One in, in the access token. So yeah, I think basically there there's entertainment value, right? Like kind of a, a social meeting place, um, but also, yeah, like economic value in the, in the form of future resource slash token flows. Cool. So essentially you mine Axie by having, by having land? Yeah, yeah. So basically you have the ability to, right? And then I think there will be there will be massive landowners who you know they might not necessarily be able to use all their land um so then we have we'll basically have social features where you know you can delegate your land to a guild member something like that of you know something of that principle some kind of like land DeFi leasing function or something yeah something yeah so it, or it, maybe it, third party could do that somewhere along the line it's, it's possible yeah i mean i, th I think it's, it's it's important i just see it as a, a social feature um, where yeah, you, you basically let someone kind of be the commander of, of your land and then you know they're entitled to a certain proportion of the resources, for example, that they generate while using that, that, that land. And that might be like, okay, you're the general and they're kind of a lieutenant or whatever, right? And this, you're basically getting into a very feudal militaristic society over the fight, constant battle for resources. Mm -hmm. But then I think all stat all systems like that eventually uh end up in hegemony right with one kind of military power gaining uh control over everyone right so basically then we need to make it so that there are i think like world events where chimera or monsters come in and like fuck everyone up and everyone has to basically <laughs> awesome. uh team up together right or um, and then that you know certain guilds might suffer more in terms of like their relative strength um, and then that kind of opens well, I mean, up. Um, disasters do yeah. happen, right? Natural disasters and all sorts of cool fun. Yeah, exactly, like right? So yeah. you need to have you need to have natural disasters, um, basically world catastrophes to shake up the hegemon, the, the inevitable uh, I, I, path towards hegemony. I, I think it's so funny how we're building out, uh, building out uh, level layer two for for Ethereum and gas, and a lot of uh, blockchain infrastructure is building out level two to enable more transactions. And here we are building out level two layer for the world and metaverse, where we don't want to participate in real life stuff, uh, in uh, but we create these digital worlds and 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 that that we can kind of replicate layer two on now. So it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting uh, parallel thing that's going on here. It's the um, Ready Player One universe, right? Yeah. I, think, yeah. I mean, I think, I think there are a lot of influences from RPO and uh, in Axie. Um, you know, I think it's definitely something that we find interesting, right? And I think it's you know, very innovative, right? So, I mean, the idea of being able to earn the game or win the game um, this that principle is kind of also at the heart of our governance token, right? Where okay, you're you're on this quest, you can earn really part of the game, but it's not you know winner takes all. You know they're sharded, the game is sharded and then distributed, um, kind of you know based on these set allocations and that kind of uh, allow for 
good distribution based on you know time and effort and skill what do you see as like the vision for the metaverse uh because there are a lot of worlds being created how are these going to and obviously i don't expect uh there to be one path but like how do how do these mesh how do these interact together and and do they even do they even do that yeah it's it's a good question i think i think one characteristic will be a shared currency um because currency underpins society currency underpins community shared items right so it's like you know, I mean, that's this still kind of a meme uh, dream of NFTs, but I think like, we'll see, okay, if you have this NFT, right, that could give you exclusive access, right, a kind of a passport to certain things. Um, it might be a crafting ingredient um, that's universally recognized. And it's, it's, you know, and the, I think NFTs are also a form of social capital. So social capital should always be portable um among universe among universes because capital is inherently fluid so that's that's kind of the way that i see it um so i think yeah there will be many different kind of virtual worlds but there will be cross-pollinations that make sense um at the economic level at the ownership level um so yeah this is the way that i'm looking at it there are also right there are some people who think that kind of uh, VR, right? Or like kind of like a physical, I don't know, uh, this persistent world that you're kind of viewing from a first person uh, perspective is important. I'm, I'm not sure um, if that's necessarily so important. I don't, I think things rarely pan out as we predict them to, to right? Like right now, like, you know, we see, okay, like Discord is like the social layer kind of, right? It's like we all hang out in Discord and talk to each other and socialize and become friends. Um, and then, yeah, in, in terms of the entertainment layer, right? I mean, in Axie, right, it's a, a lot of it is like, you know, very basic for now, but, you know, battling each other and um, continuing those relationships and rivalries that are formed in Discord as well. Um, and then, yeah, I think hanging out, like having meetups, right? Like CryptoVoxels has really awesome um, meetups, um, which is, you know, starting to give us some kind of glimpse of that uh, social space as well, you know, kind of combining with the, with the world, with the world, right? So I guess the social space moving, you know, out of solely Discord and Twitter, basically, um, into also these applications. So yeah, I think. Yeah, I've seen people hang out in, in CryptoVoxel parcels just to, to have shared kind of space uh while they while they do a twitch or they do a stream and it's kind of weird uh how we socially interact these days um but again also very natural and just using all the tools that we have uh to you know get over this point in time where it's it's really difficult on everyone not being able to see each other physically but even even just people across worlds, the fact that me and you can talk and Mike and we're all over the world, but we can also share a same spot on the metaverse as well, too. I think it's really interesting. uh, I I think like, I see that as, as becoming eventually like that, that, I mean, I know that the VR aspect isn't necessarily as important maybe as like, it needs to be here right now, but like, I see that eventually that developing 
most likely. And and also like, I don't know where you see um, NFTs like in 10 years, but I really see them kind of being fluid among different chains and like um, tradable across many, many platforms as well as, as maybe like games, like expanding to different platforms to serve different users and stuff on those platforms, right? I mean, I, th I think I think the nation state is another another way to look at kind of chains, right? It's like so, you know, if you're in, you know, if you're an American and you go to Korea, right, and then you bring your items with you, then there's you're, you bring your currency or you bring gold or you bring your ether with you, right? Then there is going to be somewhere someone in you know that accepts that because it you know it benefits them to accept um you know to you know to accept any form of value or recognize that form of value that's also what i that's also how i see the interop of nfts um, being it's like it just it's beneficial for people to ex accept and recognize um, all forms of value within their project project projects or in products um so yeah i think uh yeah there was there was there was an interesting moment where so we had a land demo for uh, for Axie Land in December, and I was talking to one of our players, RC Tet. You know, I mean, he's a guy that I've known for two years. He's a really great competitive Axie player, and yeah, I was like asking him about the about the demo, what he thought, and he's like, "Yeah, look, it's it's fun, man. Like, let's do something together. Like, I'm gonna come to your plot, and then I'm gonna show you my best farming spot." Um, and I was like, okay, like whatever. It's like, and then I feel like, right, like you feel like you're talking, you, you're you're kind of, you know, present with someone at least when you're having like a very fast back and forth Discord conversation. But then when I saw his Axie, right, his signature Axie that that's actually his Discord avatar, kind of pull up and arrive at my plot, like something weird. There was some kind of different type of feeling, mm -hmm. um, and then we was like, okay, let's go. And then so and then we just started walking alongside each other and then there was definitely a more of a you know if even it, it was just you know axes and um it and it felt, felt different it felt different so almost I, I think more of like a physical presence right there's, some, there's something important about having your avatar and someone else's avatar in close proximity um inside some type of virtual open world um if that makes sense so um, i think I, it just gives you like a point of reference like it's just like literally just like we're both here together and then yeah so that's our starting point you know I, I i experienced the same thing i was working with somebody on on one of my uh parcels on crypto voxels and he's there building and i like i I'm, i was talking to him on discord but then in the world itself, I go towards his character and I face him and I start typing and it's like we're having a, oh, you should move this over here, move that over there. It, it's, uh, it's really interesting uh, how, we, how we, we interact these days. Yeah, it was, it's, definitely, it's definitely really awesome. Yeah, I've also had that experience in crypto voxels with like Brickhawk. Like he's like, yeah, I'm gonna show you my plot. I'm gonna show you all the Axie stuff that's been built in here. Um, and so yeah, it's, it's super, super awesome. On that note, uh, well, we'll definitely whenever Mike and I have a, a NFT hype uh, meetup in, in crypto voxels, we can invite and uh, you guys and uh, extend the invite out to the Axie community. I think it's about time we start kind of bridging the worlds here and uh, just kind of building out this this kind of interesting new world. 
Um, and it's a, it's a world too, where you can also hang like digital art and uh, just participate in economies that are just a little bit more advanced and recognize everyone's social capital and social consensus uh, in, in different forms, right? As long as they're all interchangeable, not everyone's gonna like wizards, not everyone's gonna like axes, not everyone's gonna like VR, but at least options are there for people to, to choose, right? Uh, one of those is like uh, alien worlds too, Mike. Like uh, not everyone uh, gets the card-based games and the mining stuff. It's, it's not about one sort of universe winning. It's just about, I guess, giving everyone the option to choose the IP that they, they most uh, fit with and right. And the thing I think is like this market now is just so small compared to where it could be in the future that like, all these IPs could end up working because there's just so many people that want to get involved, right? Like, I think right now we're kind of fighting each other for each other's breakfast, but um, I think in the future that that's really going to change, especially once we just get more adoption. Yeah, no, I agree on that. So what's next for, for uh, Axie? What, what's, what's coming up on, on the scene? Uh, is there anything that you'd able to uh let us know leak to us or you know whatever we, we'd be happy to discuss that and and just tell us what's what's exciting coming up for axi yeah so we're working on a couple of different things right now we have an upgraded revamped battle system coming out and later later this year hopefully you know i would say yeah within the next six months I mean, Ubisoft said that it was a massive like 10x improvement over the current uh, experience. So we're super excited about that. We think it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna basically introduce like talents, right? Like upgrades, right? Well, right well now, hang on a sec. We don't know anything about Ubisoft. What, what's your, their involvement? Yeah, so basically Ubisoft, um, we went through a, an accelerator program or an entrepreneur, it's called the Entrepreneurship Lab with them. Um, and, you know, they gave us a lot of awesome advice and they were there as, you know, mainly as advisor sounding board um, to kind of, ch you know, check out our product and also like, you know, what we're building and suggest improvements and, you know, let us know whether they think, you know, what we're doing is, is good um, from a kind of traditional gaming standpoint. So that's really important. Um, yeah, they're also, you know, they're a validator on Ronin, um, right? So it's like, uh, you know, Ronin right now is kind of backed by social capital um, in, in a way, right? Where we don't have a Ronin token um, to validate the network. It's not, so it's not necessarily pro proof of uh, stake uh, right now. So it's like, yeah, people like Ubisoft, they, they kind of back the network with their reputations. Like why, if Ubisoft did something, different you know this very small games chain like why would they do that like um that makes sense so um uh yeah so basically yeah so ubisoft and, and we're, we are very excited about battles b2 that's you know that's that's on the product pipeline um I, I think in terms of I, th I think in terms of uh pipeline rather than giving like explicit dates because um, we're we're dealing with things that have never been done before um so yeah uh battles v2 also project k which is basically our land-based uh system um the first basically experience on top of it you can think of it as a mmo rpg where you can build up a city build up a town uh train soldiers uh you know attack attack resource nodes attack other bases um team up 
uh, for PvP uh, battles, but also team up to fight against monsters called Chimera. Um, so that's also in, 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 the, in the pipeline. Um, yeah, also in terms of our governance token, we're going to open up the community treasury, or as I like to call it, the infinity pool, basically all the fees, right? Like 4.25% of all marketplace volume breeding fees, um, all, you know, future land sales, all that will be going into the, into the treasury and then uh, spit back out to uh, access holders. Um, they, they, they have don't to stake it? To, yeah, basically they need to stake it, but they also need to perform some kind of work. Um, so that might be filling out a survey that might be playing the game. Um, there'll be different, uh, options. Um, so it's like, it's not just like, okay, you stake and you get, you, you know, your rewards week after week, you need to do something that improves the network and you have to work for, for that reward. It's going to be a fun kind of gamified staking mechanism. That's cool. Hey, uh, all right. Uh, that all sounds amazing. Uh, just before you go there, uh, Jeff, um, there's also bragging rights in, in, in these NFT worlds. What, what is kind of like one of your favorite NFTs that you'd say you'd be proud of to say, hey, I own that? Is it a Mystic Axie? Is it a Beeple? What is that? I, I, I saw you on Twitter just this morning talking about an ape. Uh, I don't know what that's about. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, you know, I, I, I love my Mystic Axies. I think those are really dear to me. I've given them as wedding presents to people. It's now like an $18,000 wedding present. Um, so <laughs> it, it was, all, it was, they were like 200 bucks back then. Um, yeah. But now, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's quite a, I used to do giveaways. Hopefully they kept it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to do giveaways and they, the, the giveaway winners always sold them for, you know, way too cheap before. Yeah. They blew up. Um, <laughs> Cause you don't, you don't, you don't necessarily value something that you got for free um, as much no. as you should. No, um, no people don't. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, my mystic axes, I think those are really near and dear to my heart. Um, yeah. I own B20. So I guess I, te I technically am a people owner. Um, yeah. Yeah, the the ape that I was so I so so the you know the apes and crypto punks are you know I think selling for hundreds or and now probably worth thousands of ETH because I think that they're worth more than the aliens. Alien just sold right for a lot. So eight million. In 2019, I used to you know kind of go into the crypto punk Discord once in a while and say, hey, like I, I'm looking for an ape. I'm looking for an ape. Um, no one ever hit me up. So and so it was a huge missed opportunity, but can't complain. Yeah, yeah, it's a crazy world we're living in. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. It's it just been kind of like a really mind opening and also uh, wall breaking down sort of conversation. And it was kind of like, it was a real pleasure to have you on and learn about the, the, the Axie universe. Let's do it again one day. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, for thanks sure. so much for inviting me. And yeah, I think we hit on some um, pretty awesome stuff today. And yeah, it was nice awesome. to meet you, Big Mike as well. Yeah, it's great talking to you, Jeff, for sure. So thank you for coming on board. Awesome. Yeah, I'll see you guys in Discord then. Yeah, yeah. Peace sure. out. Nice talking to you.